Hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast that I haven't determined a name for. Um, I haven't got a name, but I do have an opener, which is that at the beginning of every episode, I'm going to say hello and welcome to another episode. Um, it doesn't really work this time, but I figure if I really hammer it in, it's going to be great for all the other ones. So uh, that's sort of the theme of this first episode. Um, you can even call it that um but i wouldn't expect a lot from it um basically we're going to be trying out a bunch of things here and trying to smooth it out for later episodes so if somehow this is the first episode you watch because you think oh it's the first one i'll go chronologically um i would advise not doing that and probably looking for the most recent one and then going back until it gets bad um or if the first one is bad that you find, uh, just go back anyway. Um, because at that point, I probably don't like you, you don't like me, but you can still give me some views. Um, I don't have ads, so I don't know why I need views. Anyway, so basically the format of this show is I'm gonna try and come up with a topic to talk about. I'm gonna aim for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I figure that's a decent length. Probably don't need to be anything more than that. Uh, I'm going to try and do it in one take as I don't have any ad breaks. And I don't currently have any recording editing software. I do have recording software or else this would be a real waste of time. Unlike a mostly waste of time. But let's stop wasting time. I'm about two minutes in already. Uh, the topic for today's episode is something that I'm really passionate about. It's the Cineplex opening animations that they play uh, before movies start. Uh, I see a fair amount of movies in theaters. I don't pirate movies. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're a fun date night thing to do with uh, my girlfriend, Lindsay. Fan of the show, I hope. Um, and we were secret shoppers, so we have to go at least four times a year. So we end up having to see a lot of movies that we might not have planned to see. Um, but basically what I've realized is uh, the more times you see these little animated shorts, the more you can hate them. Um, so I'm going to give them a ranking from one to five. I'm going to try and give a brief recap of what they're about and then sort of explain why I don't like them. Hopefully we're all on the same page here. Um, so the first one I'm going to go with is an old mainstay that was around for quite a while. It's Scotiabank Movies Across Canada. Uh, all of these titles I got from either Vimeo or YouTube. Um, I would never have guessed most of these titles. Um, I think they're sort of dumb. Movies Across Canada, I just didn't get that. So for anybody wondering which one this is, this is the Scotiabank animation. It's where a guy and his girlfriend go to the movies and he puts in his Scotia debit card right into the machine and it absorbs it just like an ATM um, that would, even though this is a just a movie ticket machine, if, if I put my debit card into that and it, it just sucked it in, I would not be okay with it, even if it was a Scotia debit card. But anyway... Then the, the boy and, his, and the girl just get sucked in through movies that are apparently supposed to take place all over Canada. Um, I don't really get that from it. Uh, the first one is him as, I guess, James Bond. Uh, sk skiboarding? No. Oh, this is embarrassing. 
jet skiing no snowboard it's like a snow jet wow i'm just gonna have to give up on it now a motorized snowboard is what we'll call it uh down a mountain as he has to escape his girlfriend and several i guess several henchmen which then soon cuts to him being a superhero and he has to stop a meteor from hitting uh toronto as we're going coast to coast and then finally he's a sailor and uh it's basically the perfect storm uh and i guess he's in newfoundland um so i have a few comments about this one the first one is why is he against his girlfriend in the first one um i feel like there's a lot of room for interpretation in this uh i sort of assume that he maybe it's a subconscious thing like maybe he thought he would impress his girlfriend with his scotia bank debit card and when it, she didn't really get impressed by it um he sort of saw that she turned on him and that's why she is attacking him and he is running away uh, we can really see into his psyche here um either that I, I don't really know what else to take from it um it seems weird to me that his girlfriend is a super villain chasing him or maybe she's the hero and he's the villain um i don't get it i don't think that's what they were going for and it's weird the weirdest part is i would get it if like she was in all of the vignettes but she's only in the first one and then she shows up later at the end like she went to go get popcorn during that um maybe that's what we're supposed to imply is that she uh these were all trailers and she left to go to the bathroom uh to call her friends and say help me i don't want to be on this date um so i don't know i can forgive that what the part that always bothered me and i think i pointed this out every time i went to the movies is the second one so he's a superhero he's clearly supposed to be superman but i guess canadian um he's flying above uh toronto or as i like to call it the six um and he looks up and he sees a meteor coming down to toronto uh then he looks down and he realizes it's going to hit an ice rink and that's when he gets worried and i just always thought that was really stupid um it's a meteor like it's gonna kill everybody the whole city like, it doesn't matter that it's going to melt the ice rink. It doesn't matter that it's going to hit an ice rink. It's coming down. Like, he's flying right by the CN Tower. Um, everybody's dead if he doesn't stop it. It, it. it doesn't matter if there was, like, a public park there. Like, is that implying that he was like, oh, it's maybe it was just a statue. Oh, I'll just let it hit, you know? I don't know. I, I guess he's not really a superhero, so he wouldn't realize this. And I, but, you know, I'm not either that you guys know of yeah that wasn't that wasn't very good uh the, the final we I, I don't mind the part where he's on a boat um i think that the crashing waves can symbolize his uh his date falling apart uh but but the final cut is him just with his arm around his girlfriend she looks pretty happy um i don't really know why and, and the movie's about to start and he has his popcorn and so i i think what they're trying to say is that he got so immersed in the trailers that he thought he was in them but it, it doesn't explain to me uh i don't know he didn't get his seed he didn't buy the popcorn that he's eating it sort of seems like he just went into like a fugue state after he put his debit card in um 
I could see that being a selling point if it seemed like a happy experience. He seemed to be pretty on edge. Um, overall, I'm going to give this one a uh, 2 out of 5. Just because... Ooh, police siren. Hopefully you guys can't hear that. Anyway, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. I found it amusing, um, but I, I don't really like it. It doesn't make me want to go to Cineplex or use Scotiabank, Scene Points, anything like that. Um, I would not say this is better than their uh, stupid things where like a knight shows up and tries to buy free movie tickets. Anyway, uh, I'm going to move on to a different one now. This one's called Lily and the Snowman. Uh, this is one of their weird like two minute long animated feel good about movies type of shorts. Um, it's a little bit wintry, a little bit uh, movie like half christmas half movies um so basically the premise of this one is a girl built snowman the snowman comes to life and you're like wow what's what's he gonna do and a light comes out the window and his little stick hands that have, are so tiny and inflexible and just not great at doing anything um he's really good at shadow puppets you can make birds and horses and canyons um with the equivalent of like i don't know it, it, it would be if i tried to make stick figures with um a, a, a fistful of straws like it, it's not a great material but anyway it, he's magic i shouldn't be complaining too much uh so the little girl loves it she just sits outside staring at a wall um with light on it her, her parents must be really freaked out but uh the end of the summer at the end of the winter comes i mean and they decide to put the she realizes that the snowman's melting and instead of a frosty situation where like the hat's the important part she takes him and puts him in the fridge that they have in their uh shed out back um this part always bothers me because a fridge shouldn't be able to fit a snowman if i tried to put mine in it would be uh, not just decapitated but uh cut in half i'd have to put them into like the little cooler parts um but also because that's a lot of money to spend a lot of fridge real estate for something that um i don't know isn't really i guess it's i guess you shouldn't kill a snowman but the thing is she doesn't treat it with a lot of uh respect um she as time goes on the child uh stops caring about the snowman which is insane to me I mean, they, they, they have a whole fridge dedicated 365 days a year to a snowman that's alive, and she never opens it. Uh, I'm just going to jump ahead. So the end of the story is, well, she opens it. Well, she's at her office, and she realizes, oh, right, I have a living snowman. I shouldn't be working. I should go take my indentured servant out of his cage once in 10 years. And, and she goes home and does that, and her kid's there. Um, they never really addressed the fact that she never moved out of her childhood house. Um, she's, I, I guess maybe she, her parents still live there, but it, it seems to imply that she just still lives there. She wouldn't expect. Um, maybe, but then she would have had to bring the fridge with her, which would have been even weirder. Uh, the snowman doesn't care. He, he seems like a simple man. Like he just wants to make light uh, on the door or on the wall or the fence um and the kid loves it kids love it um 
they, they have some good music in the background very Christmassy um I don't know I this one just feels like a half-assed Frosty the Snowman it, it, it honestly feels like they had a meeting about what was the best Christmas uh story and they chose Frosty and then they said we gotta add movies and so Frosty's really good at shadow puppets um feels a bit forced I'm gonna give this one a two out of five. I'm realizing now I'm probably gonna give them all a two out of five. I think they're all bad. Um, maybe one of them I'll give a one out of five. We'll have to find out. Uh, I'm taking a lot more time on this than I thought. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm just gonna go really quick through the next one. It's called A Hundred Years of Film, and I'm I'm sure everybody knows this one. Um, this is the one where a, the Wright Brothers plane starts flying and then it turns into another plane and then another plane and then a jet plane then a louder jet plane then a louder rocket and then a really loud spaceship that goes into hyperspace um, I, I, I know I just said I was going to give everything a two I give this a zero I literally as a kid would not it would be a mitigating factor to me going to the movies i hated how loud it was i would cover my ears i was i was a huge baby um i i hope that's a common opinion um when the by the time the jet plane came out it just got unbearable and it's just such a tour de force like it, it, it's cineplex just showing you we are louder than you we are louder than what you need um i, I never understood how that sold tickets i've never gone to the movies and thought I want to see it loud. I want to. I want to be there and have my chair shake from the sounds of another movie theater, which is what it usually happens to me. Um, I'm just watching The Big Sick and Transformers is in the theater next to me, or I'm watching Transformers and the guy in the D box seat in front of me is uh, shaking so loud. Um, I don't know. That's that's always been like the least impressive part of the movies i come to the movies because there's popcorn and sprite i don't come for the loud noises and visuals i definitely don't come for the 3d but anyway uh we're gonna move on to another one a great titled one it's called a balloon for ben i love it um this is very much like lily and the snowman maybe ben and lily uh, can grow up to be friends i guess lily's a grown-up in modern days and ben is still a child but uh i should probably give a synopsis of this one so this takes place in a weird fantasy world once again merging fun christmas time with um movies where uh everybody in town instead of going to the local blockbuster goes to like an old watch old cobbler type figure who has a little machine that uh puts out movie balloons and then when you want to watch the movie you like break the balloon because um, that's what you do with balloons. That's that's always the fun part is popping them. I guess to some people it is. But, you know, I don't like loud noises. Um, and I could go on for another five minutes on that, but I won't. Um, so in a balloon for Ben, uh, Ben wants to watch a movie with his dad, but his dad's never around, and he keeps the balloons, and they're all, like, deflated, ugly balloons, you know, like they've been around for a week or two. And so Ben's dad eventually gets a big-ass balloon. Like, it looks like he's pulling the sun out of the sky. And then he throws his keys at it, which is a pretty badass move. 
and uh, they watch a big movie. Um, because, you know, if you neglect your kid for weeks, if you, if you watch one big movie, it'll be okay. But disregarding that comment I just made, I, I think that this is a really weird one. I get the whole uh, father who, like, the cat's in the cradle type of thing, like the father who neglects his son, um, and the son just wants to, you know, be there, but his dad's working too hard. But it's not like his dad's going, like, to the firm each night. Like, he's, he's not, like, a surgeon or a lawyer or, like, some, like, businessman trying to further his career. Like, the guy is a, a snowplow operator. And he's never just doing it for fun. Like, it's always apparently this town is like the worst type of winter wonderland like there's blizzards every night because this guy's plowing the streets every night um with his with a snow plow uh like he wants to go home and hang out with his kid but he, he can't the whole town would shut down he, he, apparently it's snowing every night um so i don't feel bad for i, I feel bad for the kid but like there's nothing else the dad could do like don't feel bad about it I don't know like was school canceled the next day because like they watched a big movie everybody's gonna know he did it also because this movie is like blaring up in the sky it's probably like 500 decibels um i don't know it, it would be like <laughs> it would be like if you went to the doctor and it's like oh the doctor didn't come in today and you look over to where the doctor lives and He's watching a big movie. I don't know. There's, there's no good comparison. It's a fantasy. Um, this one feels better than Lily's one. It's, it's very creative with the whole balloon thing. Um, less just a ripoff of Frosted Snowman. Um, and, you know, I, I like when he throws the key at the balloons. Um, it's the small things that I like. So I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 because it's great. Um, but the balloon for Ben uh, if you guys want to look that up on YouTube uh, feel free to look all these up you can find them pretty easily I found them pretty easily uh, I got one more the most recent one I believe uh, those popcorn ads um, I shouldn't have left this for last I have a lot to say about those popcorn ones um, if I thought that any of the previous ones don't make sense the popcorn ones don't make any sense um they just don't like it's all about astronauts but the astronauts are popcorn and they're like going off to explore theater six or whatever the far reaches of unexplored space and everybody's all excited and you know it's a big deal because they're astronauts but the reason people are excited about astronauts is because like they come back they don't just die if we just fired astronauts off into the sun it wouldn't be like a big event that everybody was cheering for. Like it wouldn't be like, oh, they made it out of orbit. Woohoo! Now, now they fly into the moon and die, um, which is what happens to these popcorn. They're not coming back. Nobody takes popcorn, even if they didn't eat them. They're not taking them out of the garbage and putting them back in the popcorn machine. And if they are, that's probably even worse. Um, <laughs> the other thing that annoys me is like they act like theater seven. Or theater six is like the far reaches of space like how how did they determine that did they have, did they use like a machine or something i, I don't know also th this part they always try and make like seem really subtle but like they scoop up the popcorn and put it in at the end but it's just two popcorn like two pieces of popcorn 
who has ever scooped two pieces of popcorn into a movie theater popcorn? Like, I, I usually get a large, so maybe I'm biased, but I don't think I've ever seen somebody at the movie theater who's like, oh, I didn't fill, I didn't fill that up. Better put two more in. Two more that are <laughs> standing upright and hop on, you know. Um, I'm not going to get the one with the bow tie or the colonel hat, um, but whatever. Yeah, so I think that one's probably the stupidest. Um, I know they've done multiple ones. Like, they go see a scary movie or something. Um, and the girl's not scared, but the guy's scared. Um, I don't know. That just seems off theme. Like, if you're going to have these popcorn astronauts, um, we don't need, like, ten sketches of them. Uh, whatever. All right. So that's that's my opinion on Cineplex animated shorts. Um, you might be wondering why I chose to start with that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, what I'm trying to do is to not talk about anything relevant or things that uh, people might actually have an opinion on. Um, so I'm not going to be talking about my work or people I know. Um, maybe someday I'll have people on the podcast, but... Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to talk about my actual life, just my opinions on things. Um, I, w I wanted to try and get a recurring segment coming. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about my favorite show, uh, Under the Dome, and I'm going to try and discuss one moment from Under the Dome each episode. So Under the Dome is, uh, just as a brief, uh, a brief beginner, uh, it was a show that had three seasons on CBS based on Stephen King's uh, novel Under the Dome. Probably about the first episode is based on the book, uh, and then we have about 2.9 seasons of uh, stupidity. Um, but the, the best type, like well-funded CBS um, dumb TV. So I, I'm just going to talk about one of my all-time favorite moments. So in, in season two, Under the Dome sort of had a disaster of the week sort of vibe. Um, it went through a lot of different things. It went from a sort of uh, lost, like a bunch of people stuck in a an area have to survive in season one season two was disaster of the week season three is actually like pod people meets the matrix um because they didn't know what the hell they were doing but in season two the dome just gave did crazy shit like it rained blood it started spinning contracted which didn't make any sense when like you think about it but my favorite was um because there was no wind getting into the dome no or sorry no rain i believe uh, there was a dust storm and it just started one episode and it got to the point that they were all going to die um, and they're all huddled in the diner because that's one of the only sets they built that whole season they'd only go to the diner or the high school because they only built two sets or the caves the fucking caves beneath the town um, they got a lot of mileage out of them so they're all in the, in the diner and they're like you know scared for their lives or actually they didn't care at first but then a guy with asthma came in and he almost died and they were like uh oh this is real this is real bad it's like the dust bowl the dust dome and so big jim comes in uh hank from breaking bad uh sort of the town uh you know the town rogue like he loved to hate him um and he's like we gotta do something about this dust storm and they're like like what and <laughs> so this is by the way this is the b story for the episode um the a story was just some shit about aliens and eggs um but meanwhile the entire town builds a windmill out of road signs that they just 
had lying around. They must have drove all over and picked up all the road signs, um, which is ridiculous. And they get a hose, and they spray the water through the windmill, you know, and, and it disperses into a mist. And that one hose they had stops the dust storm. And everybody's like, wow, Big Jim, that's a great, a great job. Um, and honestly, I, I'm inclined to agree. I think he did a fantastic job as a leader of the town that day. Anyway, so that's that's the first episode. Um, I'll just give some comments on what I thought. Um, it was very monotone. Probably going to work on that, but we'll see. Um, probably going to get some editing software for the next one so I don't have to talk for 25 minutes straight. Um, and I'm going to have some different topics. So some thoughts of things I might do in the first few episodes. Um, I might review stuff I've written. Or I might give a top five. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I'm also probably going to get some intro music. Um, I'm hoping to just get the exact intro music from Revisionist History. Uh, the stuff that goes like, dum, 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 da, da, dum, 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 I can't do the rest. Um, I don't know if anybody watched it. Revisionist History Season 2 not great um really lost uh a lot of quality on season one but you know you know what they say about outliers <laughs> oh man okay well that was 25 minutes so continue on the gladwell thread i need to do uh 20, more of these and then i'll be really good um we'll see about that Honestly, the main mitigating factor is uh, to do this, I have to turn off the AC or else it comes on the mic. And it is August, August 21st, 2017. And it is fucking hot. And I'm going to end this podcast right now so I can turn the AC back on. Uh, I don't have an ending catchphrase planned. Um, so I'll just say, hey, yowza. All right. Talk to you later.